This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Sharedia's thought for this week is called Repurposing and Reforming Inheritance Tax, and it starts with a quotation from an HM Treasury spokesman in last Thursday's edition of The Times. More than 93% of estates aren't expected to pay any inheritance tax in the coming years. However, the tax still raises more than £7 billion a year to help fund public services like the NHS and schools. A vigorous debate has opened up about the merits or otherwise of inheritance tax. The Conservative Growth Group is leading a campaign for its abolition, and former Chancellor of the Exchequer, Nadim Zahawi, put forward a strong case for that in his article in last Wednesday's Daily Telegraph. Naturally, HM Treasury attempted to justify its continuation in our opening quotation from the Times. But the last part of that quotation shows that they wholly misunderstand the difference between applying levies on long-term private capital and taxing current income and expenditure. It's what the levy is used for that matters, and funding public services like the NHS and schools steals assets built up for tomorrow for subsidising today's expenses. Inheritance tax needs to be reformed, not abolished, but its purpose needs to be properly defined and its distortions must be addressed. Defining its purpose. Let's start with the opening sentence of Nadim Zahawi's article. The most natural feeling in the world for any parent is to want to look after their children. This feeling is so powerful that it stays with us until our last breath. And even beyond, we all want to leave the world a better place for those who follow us. And leaving behind what we have built and earned in life is a crucial part of that. Nadim is speaking in the context of his own family. But I would invite him and others to think in terms of a whole human family. Because, as he says, we all want to leave the world a better place for those who follow us. That wish should not be restricted just to our own direct descendants. In the late 1980s, I wrote to Margaret Thatcher, putting forward a proposal for popular inheritance. I received a substantive reply from her, but no action was taken by HM Treasury at the time. In the late 1990s, following the change of government, I wrote to Gordon Brown, renaming my proposal Youth Legacy, and a few years later, the Child Trust Fund was introduced. However, there was still no direct linkage drawn between inheritance tax receipts and what they finance. On repeated occasions, I have written to HM Treasury 
calling for inheritance tax to be hypothecated for intergenerational rebalancing, and each time my request has been turned down. If Nadim Zahawi and his colleagues accept that the purpose of applying an inheritance levy is to provide an individual inheritance for young people who have no prospect of receiving such support from their own natural family, there would be no good reason to call for its abolition, since it would no longer be squandering privately owned capital by absorbing it into current public expenditure. As a former children's minister in the Department for Education, I'm sure he understands the rationale for funding intergenerational rebalancing in this way. Reforming its application. However, the Telegraph article on the 2nd of June, following Nadim Zahawi's commentary, is right to call for reform of the tax. It included a chart showing how the highest effective tax rate only applies for estates valued at between £2 million and £9 million. Above that level, the various exemptions, many of which are well justified, are used to reduce that effective rate by half. It's hard to argue against the various exemptions that apply, particularly those which are designed to ensure that entrepreneurial and long-standing family businesses are not put at risk by enforced disposal. This includes AIM and unlisted shares and agricultural property relief. Gifts to charity should likewise continue to be exempt. Reform should therefore involve a careful review of the thresholds at which inheritance tax applies, which are undoubtedly too low at present, and result in too many estates being dragged into the tax. And adjusting the rate itself, perhaps on a tiered basis, starting at 20% and rising in stages to the current level of 40%. The objective should be to restrict the application of inheritance levies to those estate values of at least £5 million or more at the point of death, and to flatten the effective tax rate to 10% above this level. This reform may lead to a significant reduction in the amount raised which is currently over £7 billion per annum, having almost tripled over the past 10 years. However, its new closely defined purpose, as proposed earlier, to provide starter capital accounts and life skills for young people with no prospect of receiving such support otherwise, could be met with an annual allocation of about £2 billion per annum. And how would the £7 billion hole in general taxation be filled? The logical approach would be for wealthy old folk to pay for their own health service needs through mandatory health insurance, as we proposed on the 17th of October last year. Finally, it's worth recalling the application of inheritance taxation overseas by revisiting the OECD booklet prepared in 2021. This shows the incoherent nature of inheritance levies across the world and indicates that, just as in the United Kingdom, the proceeds are more often than not squandered on current public expenditure. Establishing a clear purpose for the inheritance levy and reforming its application here in the United Kingdom should therefore set a helpful example for global intergenerational rebalancing, a strong step forward 
towards introducing a more egalitarian form of capitalism. It's also an appropriate recognition of a natural human cycle of life and death, and of course the fact that, as Dives discovered, we can't take it with us when we die. <laughs>